Wow, you have maybe gotten a little sun. Just a little bit. I don't tan all that easily, brother. <laughs> I am white as white can be. I, I have two colors, right? White and red. What was it? What was that movie? A powder. Are you like powder when you go outside? Okay, okay. I'm not that bad, jackass. <laughs> the vampire, like, ah, reflecting. But uh, it's good to see you from across the country, Mr. Chambers. Thank you for stopping by and not knocking, albeit uh, virtually this time around. Actually, you knocked on my computer's door. It's true. So we are we are now virtually knocking. So <laughs> let's get into this. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, everyone. If you are joining us, you have found the podcast Neighbors Don't Knock. I am Brian Chambers. And I am Philip Goffrey. This podcast should be titled uh, Neighbors Do Zoom. <laughs> Neighbors Do Zoom. That's right. How do you how do you actually I don't know what to, how to describe that. You're not really knocking. You're, is it when you zoom buzzing? somebody? You're I don't buzzing. Know. You're dinging them. That That sounds just dirty to say that. As I, <laughs> let me ding you later. <laughs> but you guys have tuned in uh, for, to a podcast where we get together. We have a good time, some good laughs, some banter. Talk about what's going on in our lives or what's going on in the world. And right now, Philip, you have a lot more going on in your world than I do. I'm in a different part of the world than you are. Yeah. Hello yeah. from sunny Florida. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. As everyone is who listens up north is now just cringing like he said sunny <laughs> well I, I apologize for any technical issues that we have uh in advance or technical difficulties it's That's a little bit right. tricky to make the sound work they're all it's all your fault it is all my fault how went, dare i go on because a you went on vacation well okay how's it been how's it been on vacation it's been great, man. You know, Florida is similar to Texas in terms of uh, everyone's a little bit more relaxed about um, COVID-19. Everyone's being responsible from what I've seen so far. Everyone is wearing masks uh, in and out of businesses and all businesses here still require that. Most oh, I mean, that's good to see. I, I'm, I'm yeah. glad to see that businesses are still asking people to wear masks. I, I think it's yeah. important. I was told uh, by a, a clerk in a store, actually a store owner, while we were down here in the first couple of days, that actually Florida never had a mask mandate at all. So it's interesting that the businesses all took it upon themselves really to require them. And just like in Texas right now, basically every single business is. You can't go inside a, a retail establishment or a restaurant or a bar even without having a mask on. And they're pretty good about social distancing, at least in the part of Florida where we are. There have been a lot of people asking me about Texas lifting the mask mandate and how that's been going for us so far. So yeah, that's they're, kind of they're like, cool how is the, the Civil War going back in, in Texas? <laughs> indeed, you know, <laughs> right? indeed. But seriously, people just are a little more low-key low about, um, they're not, they're not low-key about the virus, but they're definitely a little bit more low-key here about sort of the hype around it and about not freaking each other out. They're all just being responsible in their own way and being respectful and... When you think about people in Florida, you have that mentality 
you know, well, we'll just go fishing or, or scuba diving, you know? It was like, wait, what, what should we go? Oh, we have the ocean or the Gulf. Hmm, it only takes about an hour or two to get to either one. Oh, wait, yeah. Disney World's still open. Yeah, from what I understand, Disney World was packed um, to absolute capacity for spring break. They had, they were completely sold out, so that's not on our docket list for things to do. We're rather close to there. We're in Palm Beach County where we're staying right now, which is really only about two and a half hours from Disney. Oh, that that's exactly where everyone wants to be, right? Close, but not too close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I would want to live up in the Orlando area, but uh, man, it, it's building up. You know, we, we drove for this trip from Texas, just like we did the past two times we came down here. And on that particular drive, you go right through Orlando and, and north of Orlando. And wow, man, they are building in Florida. It looks just like Houston. It's crazy. There are cranes everywhere. Well, you picked a good time to go because, well, I say good time as far as weather goes, but as far as crowds go, you have the spring break crowd. Have you seen a lot of that going on? Because it's definitely as if Houston emptied out. Apparently, we're not a good spring break destination. To answer your question, Brian, yes, it, it is quite crowded here. Actually, all the restaurants are very crowded. Um, you need a reservation sort of everywhere you go. The beaches have been very crowded. It's been beautiful weather. We got lucky in that regard. So a lot of people are just out and about. But I've, I've had a chance to do some running as well. And, and there's people, you know, cycling, rollerblading, running, walking dogs. They're everywhere. Well, I mean, I figure that everyone, regardless of where you live right now, is going to be looking for something to do. I, it, we, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. You know, spring break is, it, yes, it's for the, the school-aged kids, I should say, because, you know, college you know, everyone that's in school, but it's also for, in a sense, it, for adults as well, because they have a little bit of downtime, but at the same time, they have to find things for their kids to do. So it becomes like kind of a, its own vacation stress level, I feel like for parents. Yeah. I saw a really interesting article this morning about St. Pete Clearwater, Florida, and how they've approached the spring breakers and keeping everybody in line where they're handing out $25 Visa gift cards to people at random that they see acting responsibly, social distancing, wearing masks, things like that. Oh, that's cool. And I like that idea. Evidently, it's working quite well. The spring breakers, you know, they're all broke, right? So they're responding to it <laughs> in a really positive way. And they Quick, have all we, these. We got uh, a social distance. I think that's the guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But what happens Fuck, when they... get six feet away. Get six feet away. <laughs> You're just like partying and all of a sudden you just shove somebody. But what happens when <laughs> throw them in the water? <laughs> no, we weren't next to just each other. <laughs> clip them onto that parasail that's whipping by. Boof, they're gone. <laughs> you know, they're 50 feet off the ground. Oh, yeah. I've been here alone the whole time. Oh, yeah. up. <laughs> you know, there's going to be some ass that complains about it too. $25. You can't buy shit with $25. I'll give you two of those gift cards. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting to find out what they would do once they receive the gift cards, you know? If they're drink heavily. Yeah, the exactly. Is drink heavily. Okay. Well, no, no, but but there are so many people that are looking for things to do. You know, let's jump away from like the, the college age and the the uh, irresponsible adults. But everyone who has, you know, families and kids and things like that looking for things to do is it's interesting if you don't have a beach or somewhere to go, it's really interesting to find out what they are doing. You know, I read an article the other day about uh, this 
par- these these parents that w- just took their kids up to one of the pet stores and they had on the weekends they have like a- adoption crates and things for you know to to get a, a pets adopted that are looking for homes right and the parents just kind of went in there let the kids go and open up all the cages pet and oh, poke man. all the animals you know they, they kind of and they walked away and this was a volunteer that was talking about this and i would tell you this i would not be upset if one of those animals just happened to just take a little shot across the bow one of those kids you know a little little swipe just a warning shot. Just a warning shot. You know, like any animal would do that doesn't like to be poked and prodded. Right. You know. Now, do I wish like no, harm? like no artery piercing, like a little nick. No, yeah. And do I wish harm on anyone? No. Do you know? Do I want a child to be scared of an animal? No. But if a parent is not willing to teach somebody or their child, you know, to respect that, then lesson learned. Boom. Sometimes a kid's got to touch a hot stove, Brian. There's just no <laughs> way around it. I mean, that's that's life. But did you ever touch a hot stove? I, I, I unfortunately, yes. I, I had to learn the hard way, like with most things in my life. Oh, that's that's kind of rough. I will say, I know my dad burnt a couple things on the stove. Like uh, there was like Tupperware tops that he'd leave on top of the stove and melted that down. That was actually kind of funny. Yeah, well played. See, your father's basically a statistic in a headline waiting to happen. <laughs> I know, right? Fire extinguisher ad. <laughs> That'd be a great ad. I'd do that ad. Just the chance to just like have a fire extinguisher in hand and like shoot it off. We could do it for fun. Have you not had the opportunity to to use a fire extinguisher in real life? No, I've never gotten to do it, and I've had to buy them. When I first started driving for Uber a few years ago, I don't do it anymore, but when it Uber was first starting out, they started requiring all drivers to have a fire extinguisher in the front of their car like or within reach. Seems sensible. So, I mean, yes, I, I get it. So I had this little mini fire extinguisher that was sitting in the front of my car. It would have been fun, but I, I'm not talking about those little mini ones. I want to get the ones with like the big bell. Yeah. So a couple, couple of uh, pieces of advice here, Brian. I have had the uh, opportunity I guess is the only way to say it. It's probably not the best word for it. Maybe it's misfortune of using fire extinguishers on multiple occasions. When they tell you to stand four to six feet back, they mean it. Why do you say Dude. that? Because I, I want to hear this. So out of a bad 80s comedy, I'm, I'm on my lunch break in the mid 2000s. And I'm driving by a CVS and I noticed these kids sitting in a car in the parking lot of the CVS with smoke just billowing out from the front fenders. I mean, black thick smoke car was on fire and they're just sitting in there not knowing what to do so i pull my car and I go running up to the kids get out of the car it's on fire and they're what you know looking at me get <laughs> out of the car I, I it's on fire look at the smoke i shouldn't laugh at that i shouldn't laugh at that but but that's like nature saying that they should be picked off that might sound mean to say but if you can't if something's on fire and you're just sitting there and someone has to walk up to you and be like move it's just crazy so this car's on fire and no flames are coming out yet. It's all just the smoke. So I, I reached in and I popped the hood. I go on the front. I tested for heat. The front of the hood was okay. I raised the hood with the latch. Sure enough, the back side of the motor has an oil fire going on. And it's getting bigger. Thinking, oh, shit. So I go running into the CVS. Where's your manager? I need your manager right now. Manager's, I'm the manager. So there's a car on fire in the parking lot. Call 911. He goes, oh, we did. Yeah, they're on their way. I'm like, did you know there are kids that were sitting in the car? No. Did you go look at the car that was on fire? No. Where is your fire extinguisher? 
uh, I look at the front door. Sure enough, they have one of those big ass fire extinguishers mounted right by the front door. I grab it. He goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to put the fucking fire out. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, oh, I don't know if you can. I said, fuck you. I grab the fire extinguisher. I go running out. Well, unfortunately, I was so upset with the manager for being such a jackass. I didn't think about what I was doing. And I'm maybe eight inches away from this thing when I unleash it on this engine fire. Dude, it was straight out of the movies. I am covered from head to toe with this white chemical. It, it looks like I have been floured and ready for to be fried. Right? Oh, it was just, I'm breathing this shit in. <laughs> it was all my eyes. It was horrible. Put the fire out. The kids are looking at me. They go, wow, thanks. Never done that before, huh? <laughs> Actually, I have. Fuck, you know, this complete idiot. But yeah, so stand back. Stand back when you when you use the big fire extinguishers. That, that's, uh, that's my advice. And, and I should also say that here at Neighbors Don't Knock, we do not condone lighting things on fire or starting fires to use fire extinguishers. Let, let's just be very clear about that point. No, but I'm a big fan of putting the damn fire out if you have the opportunity to do so. I've, I've heard so many, you know, I have friends who are firefighters and they would actually back up the advice of if there's a fire, you know, call the professionals and don't try to put out yourself because people get, you know, killed trying to put out their own car fires, home fires, all those things. Please don't put yourself in danger. If you need to get to safety, get to safety. But I think that any adult can step back for a second become about an emergency and do what needs to be done if they have the ability to control it, right? If you have a stovetop fire going on in your house and you've got a fire extinguisher or some baking soda lying around, baking powder rather, put the fucking fire out. You, know, don't, well, you don't have to rely on if. someone to come hold your hand. It's a big if that you say that. Uh, they say most accidents in the home happen in the kitchen, right? Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense, right? Your kitchen is full of unbelievable dangers. I mean, you have chemicals, you've got flammable things, you've got sharp objects that, that, that completely makes sense. Get a fire extinguisher, learn how to use it, put it where you can get to it, not next to the damn stove where the fire is going to be, right? Put it across the stove <laughs> next to the sink, whatever. Where's your fire extinguisher? Oh. Yeah. Make sure it's up to date and place, charged. man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little PSA here. Fire extinguishers do go bad. They do lose their charge. So you have to make sure there's a little dial on it. Needle in the green means good. Needle in the red means throw that thing away and go buy a new one. All right. Well, what are things going on over there that outside of being COVID safe, do you see anything else as far as spring break? What would you consider a dangerous spring break activity for you? For me, well, yeah. being that I don't really do much involving water, there are very few things <laughs> that spring break puts in front of me that can be dangerous. I will say this, another little PSA for our listeners, the grill that I was using was not in condition to be used. And I, and I had to go ahead and clean the grill. Grilling etiquette drives me absolutely crazy because I think that especially with COVID-19, I'm quite confident that people have been doing more grilling in the United States over the past 13 months than they have for decades past on average. Have you been grilling? I've been grilling, not at home, but we grill here. I don't have a grill at home, unfortunately. I would love to. I enjoy grilling. So if you were to make a meal at home on your stovetop and you were to take a pan and a pot and cook in it and fry things or whatever... When you're done with the meal, you're probably going to go ahead and clean all that up. You're probably going to grab a sponge, get some soap, get a brush, and 
clean those things and put them away. You wouldn't cook in a pan and then four days later, after not washing that pan, just slap it on the stove, heat it up and cook some more in there. That's just fucking gross. Yeah. That's, and that's what people that's tend nasty. to do with grills. It's very strange. That's it's just like sanitary. You know, it's really it's funny that you say that because occasionally if, if I'm uh, on YouTube or whatever, I, I like watching those bar rescue uh, clips. Sure. Where they, they go in and, and they just they obliterate the owners because they're it, it's like common sense stuff for simple things like not cleaning a grill or a kitchen. And then you're just putting more crap on it or like not cleaning the oil out of a fryer. You know, that's just so gross. It's so, it's gross. so strange. And then yeah. you feed it to somebody. And, and I'm and I don't care if it's a it's a business or a home or something like just being sanitary for that reason alone makes it just ugh. I, sure. I don't understand why people can't do that. I don't understand. When it comes down to grilling, outdoor grilling, there are legitimate health concerns with this. If you leave all those drippings and the grease and whatnot, let, let, let's just say it's a gas grill. You're going to have your rack. You're going to have your burners. You're going to probably have flavorizer bars. You're going to have little catches, all this stuff. All that stuff that drips down from your, from your rack onto the hot surfaces, let's say onto the flavorizer bars, that becomes a carbon that as you continuously reheat it is carcinogenic. It can cause cancer. This, there's lots of documentation about this. Even Weber themselves put out warnings and videos about it. When you're done grilling, whether it be that night or the very next day, spraying, scrape that stuff clean. It's very simple. Clean out the trap. The other thing is animals really, really like drippings and grease from your steak or your burgers, or your wait, fish, wait, wait. whatever you're doing. You're, you're saying wild animals like food? It's strange, isn't it? <laughs> and yet so many grills, you open them up and they're full of crud and the crud leads to fur and nests and animal droppings. Ugh. Oh man, people cook over that. It's, it's really bad. So I, that's something that I've noticed <laughs> multiple times in my life and it just confuses me every time. That, 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 that's gross. Um, for some of those of you out there that do grill, please clean your grill. I, I personally love doing open flames. Now... You know, my, my folks growing up, they had a gas grill, so we always cooked on a gas grill. My dad likes that, which I get. It's typically easier to do with a house where it's built in. Yeah, there's convenience to yeah, it. Yeah, it's convenience to it. Um, and it's a lot less work to deal with as far as, you know, overall getting it started and this and that. But I actually love using charcoal and actual open flame. It's true that there is more work to do with charcoal briquette, brick briquettes or cedar, whatever you're using in terms of preparation, but it's easier to clean up than a gas grill. Gas grills are much more intensive in terms of the cleanup process. My buddy was really big into grilling, bought, got one of those smokers. Yeah. And, oh man, I loved going over to his place. I, uh, and actually I'll, I'll throw him a shout out, you know, Ryan Vogel, man, big shout out to you. Um, if you are smoking, um, some meat right now or something. I am so jealous. <laughs> I want to come by. <laughs> you know, it's March Madness. I know you're going to be watching games and having nice barbecue. Oh man, any any friend that you can find that has a smoker and is and knows how to use it, that is a friend worth keeping. We have a few family friends who've been very fortunate and very successful in life, and they have the uh, ability to have these outdoor kitchens. So they've got the little smoker they've got the egg or some version of the egg and then the gas grill and they can do this and they can do that and they got the little fridge it makes me wonder 
Our outdoor kitchen is going to be one of those housing trends that in 20 years are still adding value to homes, or is it going to be more like a swimming pool where they go, yeah, you know how much that shit costs to maintain? <laughs> I think that outdoor living areas is becoming, especially with this pandemic, are becoming bigger. I think people are wanting to add more outdoor living spaces, or if, if they can't add an, an actual outdoor living space, I feel like people want to have that house or that concept where their doors can open, kind of like a lot of California homes. They, you can literally just open the doors to the entire wall, and now you're indoor-outdoor living. Well, it must be nice. I mean, <laughs> I want I want the, the California-style home where I can open up. Whoa, look, my wall opens. This is, you know, well, I want the world. I want the whole world. The only, the Jeez, only, problem, the only problem, though, is in Texas, uh, especially during the summer when, you know, it's a thousand degrees or the humidity is through the roof you don't want that indoor outdoor living unless you have those what are those humidifier sprays yeah you, you know what i mean yeah yeah you have, you have the whole the back misting. wall that opens up it's hey what's that for oh we felt bad for the mosquitoes we like to let them in <laughs> yeah, right well i mean i i'm glad that you are enjoying yourself over there i i for some weird reason when you go over there or when you go to florida i i picture you in one of those golf carts with like a Tommy Bahama shirt on or something and no, you know, the sandals, no. you know, just strolling by with a little koozie or something. <laughs> no, no, not so much. Not so much. I'm not really a Tommy Bahama guy and I'm certainly not a golf cart guy because I've never played a game of golf in my life. Oh no, but... no, no, not, not the golf cart, like the golf plane, but just the golf cart cruising, just driving around, just driving around with a little drink yeah. in hand. You know what I mean? No, where I am in Florida does not quite lend itself to that. But I am I am having a lot of fun watching my wife and my daughter get lots and lots of pool time and beach time. And and I've been able to participate in that a little bit, which is which has been great. I will say, though, you know, from the from the clothing thing, you bring up Tommy Bahama. And again, I'm not really a Tommy Bahama guy, but we did discover this clothing manufacturer called Billabong. Did you just say you discovered this the other day? Yeah. <laughs> you know how long Billabong has been around? No. It's but I'm Austra certainly it's glad they're around company. because they're stuff. Well, wherever they're out of, kudos to them. It is fantastic. You know me, I'm not a big shorts and t-shirt guy. And this stuff is is by far the most comfortable uh, casual wear I've ever owned. So I think big shout out to Billabong. I, <laughs> I think that's hilarious that you are now... Wow, it's like you're you're Benjamin Button going in reverse right now with Really? This surprises you? <laughs> this surprises you with I don't know I don't know shit. <laughs> what do you want from me? Billabong. Yeah, Billabong's been around for a while. Uh, I actually used to have a lot of their stuff. I actually, I'm I'm going to look up a little bit um I want to look up when it started. Well, while you do that, I'll I'll let you know one thing I have been noticing on my my trip to the the Sunshine State, old sunny Florida. It is unbelievable how many people wandering around sound like where I grew up. I'm telling you, you should you should feel very comfortable there. I, I see you there in retirement. I really do. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm old, Brian. I'm not that old. Give me a little bit of time here. Well, it's really funny. Well, first here, let me let me mention Billabong here. It was founded. It is an Australian company because I've driven through that area. When visiting, so I knew it was an Australian company, but it was 1973 was when it was founded. 
So, <laughs> so it's been around for a while. Hey, you know, that was only seven years before I was born, so I'm glad <laughs> to finally catch up. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it was created for board shorts and, like, the surf shops. Hey, man, so, go Australia, right? Between the road microphones that we love to use on this podcast <laughs> and now Billabong, I am. Maybe I should move down there for retirement. What do you think? Actually, I'm not going to argue. Australia is one of my favorite places. It, it, no joke. It's one of my favorite countries in the world. I, when I graduated college, you know, I had some family and friends that, oh, here's a little seed money to start out. And what did I do? I was like, I'm going to go down to Australia and spend it all, you know, <laughs> so I went down there with a buddy and we, we backpacked for, you know, like five weeks or something. It was an incredible experience. Now I'd love to go back because I want to do it up more as an adult versus a backpacking 25 year old or 26 year old, do it more of a enjoyable leisurely trip versus hauling all my crap on my back around and staying in hostels. Yeah, you know, I don't have very many bucket list destinations, but Australia is definitely up there. I would love to go to Sydney. I would love to hang out and see some of the live performances there and the concert hall. The I can say I've touched it. I, I can't say I've ever been inside. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, but it's it's definitely worth the trip. I mean, Australia just in general, I don't want to say it's similar to the U.S., but in, as far as size goes, it you have to really plan out where you want to go because oh, there's, no so, there's so much. It's It's much bigger than you think. Yeah, and it's all vast, empty spaces. The issue that I have with Australia as an American, as somebody who lives in the United States, is that it's just so darn expensive to get there. To spend that kind of money when I could go to Europe for 70% of the cost. We say that, but we'll see what happens when the uh, all the airlines really start rolling out, because I've already noticed that airline prices are starting to increase. For all, oh, the, yeah. all, the, all the people that are wanting to start doing vacations, mm, they must have known, oh, oh, wait, spring break, states are opening things. Mm, let's increase the prices a little bit, because I, I like to look just in case, yeah. and especially lately when they've been dirt cheap. Make but no I mistake, have, dude. It's I've noticed it's not a they, it's an it. It's the HAL nine thousand, all the AI and, and algorithms that the airlines use to choose their prices. It, the second ticket starts going, boom, the computers just jack prices to the roof. Yeah. So I'm glad that you're discovering Billabong and you haven't gone into your full fledged retirement mode yet. You're you're kind of living backwards. So so now I'm now I'm picturing like a low riding golf cart with you know <laughs> like like Usher jamming on it or something. You know, yeah like just a blinged sub, out fast sub and the woofers in the back of this golf cart, you know, with a golf cart with a big wing. <laughs> exactly. A little tail wing. I dig it. I dig it. Fluorescent lights underneath you that's know, right. The yeah lights. you gotta yeah. have the uh, they gotta glow them green or something like that. You know what I mean? Very fast and furious. At, at five miles an hour, <laughs> 10 miles an hour. <laughs> you never had me. You never had you your never golf had cart. <laughs> and you can let your daughter drive at that point. <laughs> it's all go. good. <laughs> well, man, it's good. I'm glad to see that you're doing well. I, I hope that you guys are, are staying safe over there. Yeah, thanks, Brian. It's good to see you, man. Thanks for taking my call and taking the time to catch up and, and crank out an episode of the podcast. I know that it's not easy when I'm when I'm skipping town. No, no, no. Don't worry. I, I'm planning to be skipping town soon in the next two years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me know. I'll put it on the calendar. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that, isn't that sad when I'm sitting there going, yes, I'm looking forward to vacation maybe in two years. Although I will say I'm excited. I did get my first, my first dose of the Pfizer shot. 
Yeah, congratulations on that, man. That's great. Any weird side effects or arms? No. Kind of stuff? Uh, well, I will say this. Yeah, after about, I guess it was anywhere between ten to twelve hours, uh, my my arm was a little sore. I am excited that at least round one is is done, and my second one's already scheduled, so I, I will be going back for that in a couple weeks. So I'm I'm excited. And good for you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and hopefully that everyone out there is going to have a chance to get vaccinated. And, you know, you have all these cruise lines that are about to start opening up again, but they won't let people on unless they're vaccinated, which I think is great. I think that's wonderful. That's exactly how it should be. Yeah. So 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 you guys out there, stay safe. Just keep the social distance distance going, man. You know, just just be smart. Be smart. And and get a freaking fire extinguisher <laughs> for all you people out there and clean your nasty ass grills would you <laughs> it's spring break you don't want to host a party or or you know a socially safe party i should say <laughs> yeah you don't need your burgers to be seasoned with rat shit okay <laughs> we can season it with other stuff and, and be just fine every time i think of like burgers and rats i always picture demolition man you know with their down below and that's what they're cooking is rat burgers Mm, <laughs> Yum, right? Yum. He doesn't know how to use the shells. He doesn't. Oh, what's your boggle today? Philip, I got to let our listeners know that we have a special guest coming on next week. And I'm very excited about this one. I don't know about you, but it's Mr. Kevin Cooney. Man, I am so jazzed up. He is just such a wonderful human being. And his resume is absolutely mind-blowing as an actor i mean this guy's been in everything that's you're right from tv shows uh, film the theater stage I, i know that most of our listeners have seen him in something i mean anything from dead poet society to the movie legally blonde to scrubs the tv show if you ever remember if some of you remember that show but he's going to be joining us and it's going to be amazing so you're not going to want to miss that Yep, super excited. Brian, thank you again so much for hanging out with me today. I'm going to get back uh, to the pool. I just discovered this great new musician. His name's Jimmy Buffett. I don't know if you heard of him. He's, he's, oh, wild. no. You, if you start doing that, then, then we can't be friends anymore. <laughs> but make sure you guys check out more episodes of Neighbors Don't Knock. You can catch new episodes every Friday. Drop us a line on social media, and we'll catch you next week. Philip, peace. Out.